Are you a sneakerhead? Yeah, boy! A baller? Ballin'. Want to know about the hottest brands you can lace up and run with? Well, get ready, because we got all the details right here. Nice take by James. Oh, he stops! LeBron James puts it down in the face of James Johnson. Kevin Durant way outside. Delivers! Kevin Durant from downtown. It's a six-point game. And it goes off to Kobe. Good to ride Kobe underneath. Puts his nose on the line again. Makes the basket. He's fouled. Oh, what a play. And Kobe, after he was fouled, after the ball nestled in the net, he waved to a cameraman down in front. Says, take my picture, baby. Sixers running the break. Iverson accelerating to the jam. It's kicks and bricks where we got game on the streets, and on the court. Money's gotta be the shoes. Shoes, shoes, shoes. shoes. You sure it's not the shoes? I'm sure, Mars. Money's gotta be the shoes. And here's your host, Jamel Cutler. What up, what up? Welcome to Kicks. Today we have a guy who's been on so many shows, I can't even name all of them. Most recently, he's been on Saints and Sinners, and most famously, he's from The Wire. DC's finest, my guy, Trey Chaney. What's going on, my G? How you doing? What's up, my brother? I'm honored to be on your platform, man. How are you? Man, no doubt, man. I'm so honored to have you here. In my book, like, all you guys are legends. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, man. So um, can you talk about, like, what you've been up to um, lately, like, the past few months? Yeah, well, the past few months... um. Deadline Hollywood just broke the news, man. I've just been cast in HBO's limited series from the creators of The Wire, David Simon, George Pelicanos, Nina Noble. In the new uh, HBO series, We Own This City. I play a police officer, actually. Um, I play police officer Gordon Halt, who's on the uh, Hartford County, you know, um, narcotics task force, you know, and um, I'm like the assistant to my partner, police officer David McDougal, who sort of like, you know, we come in to the like drug overdose case, you know, they kind of like sets off the gun trace task force um, probe, you know? So, uh, you know, it's about Baltimore city, you know, I'm back in Baltimore shooting, you know, I haven't been here in years, you know, I only come here to visit, you know, my family's from DC, I'm originally from DC, but just, um, you know, being back on set, doing what I love as an actor, being here, able to film, we own this city with all of these heavy hitters. It's been it's been an amazing journey. I've been here for I want to say going on two months now. You know, just back and forth because I'm I'm living in ATL now. I live in Atlanta. I've been out in in Atlanta for the last four and a half years. So this so this new show it kind of sounds like the night of meets the wire from what yeah. you just said. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it, it has a. Definitely got some similarities, you know, and, and it's it's really, um, you know, with David Simon, the creator of The Wire, and people like George Pelicanos, these guys are very specific in their writing and how they write. So a lot of the story, you know, I'm 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 gonna leave that on, on the line for y'all to check out because when this thing drops next year, it's it's gonna be probably mm-hmm. talked about. It's gonna be probably one of the most talked about you know, limited miniseries that HBO has because it's, it's just covering so much, you know, in reference to police officers, um, the way that they handle certain situations. Uh, it's, it's a lot. It's a, it's a real juicy storyline. Is it possible, like, 
like, can you share like who else is involved with the um, project? Jamie Hector, who played uh, Marlo on The Wire. Yeah, Jamie's involved. Um, John Berthold, you know, who played in The Punisher. Uh, you got uh, Jermaine Crawford, who played Dookie on The Wire. He's a part of it. Um, Nathan Corbett, you know, I mean, a, a bunch of, a, a lot of different cast members from The Wire, but also some new some new people as well. So, um, yeah, man, this thing is, this thing is going to be huge. You know, this thing is going to be huge. And like I said, a lot of people are going to be talking about it. And just to, I'll put it this way, I'm, I'm letting you know who I am like who I'm playing in it as a police officer, but I'm gonna save, you know, the, the news for who they're actually playing, but it's, it's nothing like the characters that you've seen us playing The Wire. I can tell you that. We've been in the COVID age, like going on two years now, like has that affected, yeah. you know, your filming or, or your music any? When COVID and the whole pandemic, when all of it first started, and, and before we even get into that, man, my prayers go out to anybody that has ever had it. You know, I, I know family members that had it, that beat it. I know some family members that had it, that didn't beat it. You know, so my prayers just go out to to everybody out there around the world. Please stay safe, stay masked up. But, um, you know, when this first started, of course, it, it definitely affected, you know, my filming ability, my career. Um, but at the same time, it, it also helped me to block into self, you know, I, I was able, I love spending time at home with my wife and my kids anyway, you know, so it, it definitely set me down because I was used to traveling. I was used to, you know, being on the go so much, you know, this city here one night, another city, another state the next night, you know, but to really sit in the house and, and really just get a chance to say, you know what, maybe this was something that I shouldn't question. I'm not questioning the universe. I'm not questioning God on why I'm sitting in the house, why all of these projects got canceled. It, it really, you know, gave me more communication time with, you know, with the wife and the kids. And, and then it helped me to really utilize the internet. You know, people that may not have known how to, um, you know, turn the internet into a business. That's what I did. You know, I, I really... Like I said, I started my website, chaneyway.com. And <clears throat> I started, you know, promoting like my own t-shirt brands, my books, my music. I, I really just really tapped into the internet. I even started something on Instagram called Give Them Flowers While They're Still Here. Cause, because everybody was in the house, I was just reaching out to a lot of my friends in the industry, you know, speaking about the good times that we that we had before the pandemic and what, what our plans are, you know, once it opens back up. Speaking of people that, you know, came in contact with COVID, that beat it. So it was, you know, when I started that, that came along with the YouTube page, my dedicated father series YouTube page. So I was able to almost like keep working, you know. Um, and then, you know, once it started to open back up, of course, being an actor, a professional actor under Screen Actors Guild, they, uh, they started requesting that we had to take the COVID test, you know, and, um, that, that was the only way we were able to work. So it, it worked out. You know, I remember being scared at first to take that COVID test, man. But one thing I ain't doing is letting those checks stop. So I said, you know what, <laughs> if we got to do this, this is, this is the way, unfortunately, this is the way the world is now. Um, I don't see it going back to normal. We, we, we wasn't in the normal phase when, the pandemic started, 
you know what I'm saying? I, I knew this thing mm -hmm. was getting ready to get get serious, and it's and it's even more serious now. At the beginning of the pandemic, when everything was shut down, were you able to like put more of a focus to your music since you had like all the time at home? So I guess like you were able to um, craft music since acting was on hold for the time. I released um you know three X trilogy my project. Uh, it was amazing. You know, like I said, I wrote every song on here. I was able to really write, you know, my writing ability, like I said, having all of that time to to actually sit in the house. I was able to write. I was able to 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 understand more of, you know, tapping into the real situations was going on. I, I even did a record called Quarantine Moments. And, um, you know, Todd J. Phillips, he produced it. I put that out and uh like I said, once it started opening up a little bit, I started shooting videos. I started shooting a bunch of videos. And like I said, man, creating the Dedicated Father Series YouTube page, I got over 24 videos on it right now. You know, music videos, the, the BT, MTV, Revolt, that, they, that they're always running. So, yeah, man, to answer that, I was able to really tap in. I was able to tap in. You know, um, um, can you talk about some of your rap inspirations like who are some dudes that you um mess with growing up well definitely man you know i i grew up on tupac i grew up on biggie you know what i'm saying uh of course hove jay-z um just uh and that's just the name of few i love all different genres all different types of music but when when i'm speaking about hip-hop legends like that i it's almost like what made me fall in love with their music because they stay true to themselves and and they were like some of my big inspirations of course um you know right now you know you got Kendrick Lamar you got Drake um Kanye you know I'm 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 just a I'm just a fan of of the music business now you know we we know that hip hop is is rock and roll you know what I'm saying hip hop is the biggest genre of music and and just to be able to you know be inspired by listening to these albums, listening to these new sounds, listening to the lyrics that these guys are bringing to the table. It's, it's been, it's been amazing. You know, I have to, I have to ask you this cause it's been a big debate amongst some of my friends um, for these last two weeks. Yeah. Um, CL, um, CLB or Donda, which one you rolling with? Man, I gotta say both. I can't pick one because when I listen to Ye's album, Donda, I, I hear stadium, stadium status type music. You know, I know what those mm -hmm. those records are going to do in a stadium. Um, Drake will always be one of the goats. Like Drake is really lyrically anybody can just go from spitting crazy bars to just singing. I mean, that's 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 a that's a real talent. You know, and and that brother knows how to put together songs. And and Drake got some stadium jumps on there too. And Drake Drake got a lot of joints on there for the women, you know. I mean, because that's mm -hmm. that's Drake. When you think about Drake's records, if you don't think about what it's going to do to women, I mean, that's that's just crazy. But Drake is really, you know, both of those guys, man, are, are both legends in their own right, you know. And they and they and they've been putting in a lot of work, and and they've been nothing but an example to say, look, you put in this amount of work and you stay on it, you could be one day compared to that. You know what I'm saying? Which is a big comparison 
and and, and it's just dope to, to see everything how, how it was forming like like do you think drake is the best um actor turned rapper because in my book i mean like drake is good but most deaf i think he kind of set the blueprint for that yeah i agree with that too i mean i i can definitely agree with um most deaf you know most deaf set the blueprint for it drake just came because you know the times change and when the times change it's almost like you got to change with the people you know, so most deaf set the blueprint. Will Smith is is really that's the oh, one yeah, who forgot really, about him. Yeah, that's yeah. the one who really set the blueprint. You know what I'm saying for it all. Um, you know, at one time they they were saying Will Smith could battle, he could battle anybody. You know, and, and win in a battle on rap, and and to see him now, what twenty thirty million dollar movies, and you know, I mean that's that that was the one who set the blueprint. But now you know Drake, it is definitely is like he says on his album it's, it's like the drake era you know what we're experiencing right now drake is really he's 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 drake you know what i'm saying but kanye is kanye you know the 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 levels the high levels that the bar that he's setting just in fashion you know i mean becoming a billionaire and and at first they're not even really speaking about you know the music they're speaking about his fashion his shoes you know, his sweatshirts that's selling for ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars. That's you know, that's another big thing because it just shows that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to do fashion and he and he's doing it at a high level. Ten years down the line, do you think Drake is gonna be, you know, top three, like mentioned in the same breath, you know, as Jay-Z or like Nas? In ten years, yeah. Yeah. I, I firmly believe that. I, I have a mm -hmm. I have a I have a strange feeling that Drake is going to be around. He's going to be around for another 10. If God, God yeah, forbid, man. you know what I'm saying? God forbid, mm -hmm. if nothing ever, you know, comes up in his life. I, I got Drake being around. I got Ye still being around. I got these guys still being at the top, even though, you know, we, we're experiencing the little baby era now as well. You know, little baby is, he's that dude, you know, Meek Mill is still that dude. You know, these, it, it's a lot of, it's a lot of powerful artists that have been out for long periods of time that's still here and still able to represent and do it. And how about J. Cole? Because nobody really brings him up, you know. Yeah, and I, and, I, rappers. and I apologize for not bringing up Cole. Cole is one of my favorites mm -hmm. as well. Cole is, Cole is definitely, Cole's going to be around without all of the propaganda and all of the hype because Cole is lyrically, you know, and musically inclined, you know, he, he's going to be around for a long time. Aside from the music, you've been all over the small screen, the big screens. And yeah. before we jump and before we jump into the wire and Michael K and all that, I, yeah. um, I kind of want to talk about saints and sinners. Like, yeah, like he took, um, like he talking to, can you talk about the success that the show has um, experienced since it debuted? Man, Saints and Sinners, you know, we just wrapped fifth season. Well, we wrapped fifth season last year, but of course the the last episode, the finale, it um it, you know, went off air or whatever. But and right now, kinda up in the air whether we're gonna get a season six, but it's um I've been with the show since season one, man, and it's been nothing but amazing. I play Kendrick Murphy, I play the son of Vanessa Bell Calloway and Clifton Powell. 
I'm this broken character who's been through so much many trials and tribulations in his life from being locked up, stabbed, shot, buried alive by his own grandmother. And still, you know, they, they're still keeping me around on this show, you know? So I just, I really, um, I'm honored to be a part of it. I'm blessed to be a part of it, man. And, and really the show is, the show is doing incredible, you know? And, and, and I just really, um, I thank God for it. I thank God for being able to be on such a huge platform, such as, you know, Bounce TV, you know, and, and Swirl Films, they they took me under their wing, man. They took me under their wing and and I was able to really, you know, be a part of, I'm a part of history again. And I'm praying that we get a sixth season. We get a sixth season, it's going to be nothing but huge. You know, what was it like being um, reunited with JD again? Did you guys click just like you did um, on the wire? Yeah, man, JD, JD, that's my brother. You know, JD, JD will always be my brother. Matter of fact, we're filming something right now in New York City called Scam City. <laughs> yeah, we were filming mm -hmm. in NY. So um, JD, we, you know, we started on the wire together. I, that was my, like my first role. It wasn't JD's first role, but we started on that show together. And, um, you know, just the simple fact that to be able to work on Saints and Sinners together has been has been amazing. You know, JD plays Jabari, I play Kendrick, and our chemistry on and off screen has always been dope. Did your days on the wire kind of help with the on screen chemistry from on Saints and on Saints and Sinners? Yeah, of course. I learned a lot from JD. Um, I learned a lot from playing on the wire. The wire was such a huge ensemble cast. Um, Saints and Sinners cast was a little smaller, um, but at the same time, it, it it helped a lot. You know, it helped with with everything. And and like I said, just being able to be in this business, you know, for all these years, we're talking over 20, 25 years. It it's been it's been nothing but amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, for you guys, was it hard for you guys to like erase the stigma of um, Bodie and Poot when you guys? you know, um, collaborated as Kendrick and Jabari? Uh, not really, not really, because the, you know, Kendrick and Jabari are two totally different characters. And, um, you know, these guys are just, these guys are different, different, different type of guys, you know, and, and, and just mm -hmm. being able to, to portray Kendrick and Jabari it's good stepping out of that that light because of course on the wire you know you, we talking drug dealers you know we're killing we you know we're doing a whole bunch of negative things on the show but but it was just depicting what really goes on you know not just in baltimore city but different hoods um but playing these characters it's it's a little different for us which in a good way mm -hmm. saints and sinners is a successful show but in my book i always remember you fondly as poop um yeah. like how the like, how did you hook up with um, with David Simon initially? Well, you know, starting off in this business at, at an early age as a hip hop artist, um, I was able to link up with David Simon through Pat Moran. Pat Moran cashed me. She's the casting director out here in Baltimore. And, you know, Pat casted me for the show. I remember going in there, reading for David Simon, reading for Nina Noble and a whole bunch of other you know, different HBO execs and, you know, just being able to, to be a part of The Wire. I didn't know 
almost 20 years ago that the wire was going to be talked about 20 years later you know it, it's a legendary iconic show i'm a part of it you know i'm a part of history people will they'll, they'll know who i am and i mean i'm i'm not even saying that in a in a cocky way you know they, they i'm just a part of something that will be talked about forever you know it's still being talked about so you're from dc and big g and a whole host of others you gave the show a lot of um regional flavor from everything that we saw in the wire how much of that did you experience in real life whether it was like dealing from the death of a friend or dealing with someone that you know that's on drugs growing up in Floresville, maryland washington dc we all um i think and i know i can speak for big g we we experienced you know our friends passing away our friends getting locked up and I guess like before even the wire started, that's how we were able to channel, you know, the characters that we played. You know, it, it was it was coming from a real life experience and using certain emotions to tap into certain characters. That's just what we had to do. And um, yeah, man, you know, just just growing up in certain environments and and then having to read these certain lines on paper and say, okay, this is what this is what it is. It, it's been yeah, that, that's how I was able to tap into the character. You know, do you have any like favorite memories from like behind the camera from from filming the show? Um, it's a lot of them. It's a lot of them, man. A lot of my time spent with Michael B. Jordan. You know, we had we had fun. You know, we had a lot of fun on set. You know, um, definitely. You know, it was Elba. You know what I'm saying? A, a lot of times that I had scenes with them. It, it was it was just fun days on set. I mean, you know, th that was the beginning of, I wanna say our all of our careers in a certain aspect. Like I said, that was my first thing. That might not have been their first thing, but The Wire mm -hmm. alone was our first, this is our first experience working on this show together. And to see where they're at now, to see where, where me and JD are and Larry Gilliard and all of the cast members, Everybody's still in the game, man. Everybody's still in the game doing it, and, and and everybody's doing it big, you know. So, it's it's been it's been amazing, brother. Like, do you have any favorite scenes or lines from the wire? Because me, because because me personally, one of my favorite lines was um, I think it was season three. You guys was in the funeral parlor, and then you was like, "Do the cheer know we gonna look like some bitches." Yeah, 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 yeah. That was definitely one. Um, one of my favorite lines that I say is uh, the world, um, world going one way, people another, um, because that that relates to today. That relates to today. You know, the world is going one way, people another. And and it's just that's just what it is. The Wire has so many, you know, famous quotes that people still use to this day. It's just amazing, you know. You know, so the why is like based off of real people. Was Poop based off of um, a real person, or was that completely? I want to say Poop was Poop was fictional, but it, but they they tapped into some real people to to put some scenes in there that I had to portray. Like it was it was a couple of things that was real about him, but I know it was a fictional character. All right, so like from season one to I think it was like season five, like five, like yeah, five. Like, how would you describe the character arc of um, Pooh? Um, I can describe that in a nutshell because it's in, in the reality of who Pooh was, 
the this this brother has seen a lot. You know, he had been through a lot. Life on the streets, seeing uh, friends of his get locked up, seeing friends of his get killed, even having to pull the trigger on his own friend. He, I think he's seen so much of what the game had to offer in the streets, and it just wasn't formed no more. You know, so he turned his life around by getting a job, by by getting on a more positive path. And, and that's just the arc of Malik Pukar. That, that's the arc of a lot of brothers and sisters around the world. You know, you, your, your, your past doesn't dictate the future. You know, the past doesn't dictate your present where you're at now. You know, you can, you do have time. Well, we don't have a lot of time, but we do have a chance to turn our lives around if we want to, you know, and I think that was the art for Pooh. It was time to change his life, you know, before he ended up dead or locked up. You know, earlier you mentioned uh, Michael B, like when you guys killed his character, was that the most heartbreaking scene for you that that you had to shoot? Yeah, yeah, it was terrible, man. Yeah, that, that, that was a tough one. Um, I had experienced the death of a friend uh, maybe weeks prior to when I had to shoot that. I had found oh, wow. out that one of my that one of my friends was killed, you know? So I think I was still, well, not think, I know I was carrying around that emotion when it came time for us to actually, to film that scene. Yeah, that was a tough, that was a tough scene to film, you know? And it was tough on the whole cast and crew. It was, it was, it was real. That, that scene to this day still, um, still gets talked about, still gets brought up. Mm -hmm. Like, did you ever imagine that Michael G, I mean, that Michael B would turn out to be, you know, one of the top five um, Hollywood actors right now? You know what? I, I knew that Michael B. Jordan had something special about him and he was going to go a long way. I knew that, you know what I'm saying? So to see where he's at now, I always tell people, you still haven't seen, you know, where he's getting ready to go. He's already where he is today. But he's he's probably getting ready to go to a whole nother level, you know, and and that's that's just it's it's awesome to 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 see that, and it's awesome to even say I know him, you know. We see each other, it's love, you know what I'm saying? It's straight up. It's that's you know I I know who these guys are. I know you know I know his mom and his dad and his brother and his sister, you know. So it, it's it's more it's more like family oriented. You proud of your brother. For, for doing the things that he's doing. And, I'm, and I know he's proud of us, you know, you know, doing what we doing. Everybody's busy, man. Everybody mm -hmm. is, like I said, is still in the game and it's, it's nothing but love. And, um, and, and Idris too, like, did you ever foresee him becoming, you know, the force that, that he is now early on in, um, early on in his career? Yeah, we knew we knew Itris was we knew Itris was getting ready to to pop, you know what I'm saying, during the wire. Like Itris, Itris, especially with the women. The women loved him. They still love him, you know what I'm saying? And 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 that man can really act. You know what I'm saying? I mean, these guys, these guys can really act. So it wasn't like a okay, just because they look good. I mean, they they brought a lot to the to the camera, they brought a lot to the scenes with their scene partners and we all, we all really just, you know, had high hopes for each other. You know, like, okay, man, you're going to do something. You know, we always put that energy out there amongst each other. 
And like I said, just to still, you know, we still in the game, you know, it's like, whoa, you know, this is, this is 20 years later. You know, what's the best um, Idris story that you have? Like the funniest story that, that you have with him? Well, Idris Elba, um, I didn't know what a drop was. <laughs> um, he told me to do a drop for him for some mixtape. And I didn't know, I didn't have an idea what it was. And just listening to him try to explain that to me and that, you know, you know, he's from London. So his voice and all of that, it was, that was funny. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, Itris is my brother, man. He, he did, he did a drop for my documentary that I have coming out soon. It's called Undeniable, the Trey Chaney story. And Itris did a drop for me, you know, just, just shouting it out. So I was really appreciative of that. All right, man. So like, I kind of want to go back to Poot a little bit, like, because Poot is like the only character that made it from season one to, um, to season five. Like, um, if you had to say in it, how would you have written Poot's ending? Or were you satisfied with it? Yeah, I was satisfied with it. I was satisfied that he made it out. You know, because that's what you want for our brothers. You know, you you want our brothers to to, you know, don't don't wait for something tragic to happen in the streets for, for you to change your life. You you wanna you wanna make it out. You you wanna be one of those ones to say, I went through this. Here's the examples of everything I went through. And this is what it is now. You know, you want to see people change their lives. You know, one thing that I loved about the why is, is that it exposed the system from within, you know, why the war on drugs is never ending. If, if David Simon hypothetically did a new season of the wire, you know, based in modern times, you know, what would it look like as far as drugs go? Like, can we, expect to see you know like fentanyl and um and pills being heavily discussed uh most likely you would because that's a topic right now you know and david simon always touched on stuff that was there was reality you know and sometimes people run from reality people are scared of reality you know but david yeah i'm i'm, I'm definitely sure you would see that the wire they had some funny names for their drugs you know they had um Pandemic, pandemic, WMD. Like, what was your favorite? Yellow tops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that All was right, one so of my like, So The Wire is a show that, you know, left his mark on everyone, but Michael K. Williams, you know, the man that portrayed Omar, he left a huge impression on everybody. Like, what do you think, you know, his legacy is, is as an actor and as a man? Well, Michael K. Williams, um, first of all, rest in peace to him. Condolences to him and the whole family. Um, Michael K. Williams was, his legacy, he was all about the people. He was all about, when I say about the people, he was about loving the people, helping the people, pushing our people forward. You know, um, so, so that's what his legacy represents. It represents, you know, someone that was very genuine that was very loving, that was very powerful and, and wanted, not just, not just typically wanted to see himself win all the time, he wanted to see other people win. And I was somebody who um, he really rooted for a lot. You know, he was a fan of my music. He was, he was a fan of, I remember having conversations with him on the show, on The Wire, and he was so humble. 
like, man, I wonder if this show, I hope this show does something for all of us and this, this and that. And he was just, he was a good guy, man. And, and his legacy is going to carry. He, he inspired and touched so many people. Like it was, he inspired a lot of people. And I mean, it's a shame that, and it's unfortunate, you know, with, with the loss, you know, losing a brother like Michael K. Williams, everybody in the woodwork is coming out now. Like, man, this dude touched me. It, it just goes to show if you got somebody in your family or if you know somebody, your colleague, it's good to express how much you love that person. It's good to express how much that person inspires you now because, you know, all of us have an expiration date. You know, this is, we're fortunate to be sitting here living, you know, right now speaking, but you never know when it's going to be your time. You know, it, it can just, it can happen, man. And you, you want to, you want to kind of like live your life as a great person and say, okay, let me show more love to people. Let me show more kindness to people. Let me, let me try to help as many people as I can. And it doesn't always have to be financially. It, it can just, if you could just share a good message with somebody that can make them smile for the day, you know, cause a lot of people out here hurting, you know, mental health is serious. Drug addiction is serious. Alcoholism is serious. It's a lot of things, depression, a lot of people battling a lot. So it's just good to let them know how you feel about them. Let them know that you're there for them. Let them know that you want to lift them up in spirit, you know? You know, do you have any favorite memories of um, working with Michael K or being with him, you know, at a event or anything? Yeah. Um, when I was cast for Saints and Sinners in Atlanta, Michael was out there working on a show called Happy Leonard. And we just we ran into each other at the grocery store. And he was like, man, come through. I'm cooking. I'm chilling. Man, come through. Let's chill. And man, we we went over his house, man. And, and Michael used to love to dance. Like, man, I don't know what song was on, but he was just he was just getting busy, man, in the middle of the floor. He was just dancing, dancing hard. Like, I mean, but he but but Michael, Michael loved life. He loved life. He he loved to make people feel good, you know, and you don't you don't run across too many genuine people like that. So that's like a great memory of him that I that I always, you know keep right here in my heart, man. He, he was just a good guy, a good guy. Whether it was working with him or, you know, or being friends with him, you know, what was the main thing that you took away from him? To help others, to always, always be present in the moment and always have patience. Whatever's for you is for you. You know, no man, no woman can take that from you. You know, God is powerful. Those are the messages I got from him. Like, you know, if, if, if it's meant to happen, it's going to happen. And it may not happen on your time, but it's going to happen and nobody can stop that. You know, it, it, it could be a homeless person on the street right now that can become a millionaire if, you know, just overnight. That's just that's just how the universe works. If you things can just happen for you overnight and and, and I don't got nothing to do with me or you. It's like. Yeah, regardless of whether we overlook this person, this person blew up, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and it just happens that way. So that's what I took from him. Just, you know, root for people. Even when you may feel like you're not winning, you still got root for other people.
you know, when was the last time that that you spoke to Michael K? And if you can tell him um, one more thing, what would it be? Well, two weeks ago, it was probably well, now three weeks ago. Um, I was reaching out to him about a project and and I'm gonna be honest, I'm sure he was going to do it. You know, he what it, when his schedule permitted, he, he would have did it. But, um, you know, one last thing that I would just tell him is just that, you know, he's always inspired me. Um, I was always motivated and inspired by his actions, his talent as an artist, his love for the art, for the for the business. He, he, he loved it, man. And, you know, I definitely tell him that I loved him, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I did, you know, genu genuinely, we all loved each other, you know what I'm saying? And, and that's just that's just what it was. He's somebody, man. I know he would he would be he would be proud right now listening to the outpour of love that he's getting, you know, from from everybody around the world. Where were you when you got the news that um that he passed? <clears throat> I was actually coming out the movie theater with my wife and kid, and my phone was just blowing up. Yeah, my phone was mm -hmm. blowing up. People were like. I'm sorry for your loss. And I'm like, as soon as they would say it, you know, the internet now is so, so in your face, you know, his pictures were just popping up. And I was like, no way. It's still, you know, talking about it, it still feels not real. You know, it's almost like, nah. But then it's like, yeah, you know, this is, this is what it is. This is what happened. Omar is one of the most polarizing characters in TV history. Like, why do you think that is from your point of view since you was on the show and yeah, and since you were around him? Well, just the way he humanized the character Omar Little, Omar Little you you actually believed him. That's the, that's the, <clears throat> that's how I would say, you know, his impact on just that character. Um, his sexuality on that character as well, you know, before I don't, I don't think we were seeing that, you know, before the wire. I well, I know I had personally never really seen that. You know, this guy's walking around with a shotgun. Um, he he doesn't care about what people think about his sexuality or whatever. He's robbing. He's actually robbing bad people. You know, drug dealers. I mean, you know, this was he, he the way he embodied that character. It, it was just. It was incredible, an incredible performance. And that's why he one, he's one of the most groundbreaking characters on The Wire. When President Obama has said Omar was, was his favorite character, I was like, wow, Omar went from the corners of, of West Baltimore to the White House. To me, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was huge. That was huge, man. All right, man. Um, I want to thank you for joining me today. You know, this was a very powerful episode. You know, I wanted to pay, I wanted to pay homage to um, Michael K. And um, yeah. and I want to thank you for helping me do that. Hey, man, I appreciate it, man, for real.